carbon fiber nods to history and an iconic red car this week i'm going through the f1 livery reveals so get ready because you've been summoned to the steward's office hello everyone and welcome back to the steward's office i'm syra and yeah for this week we're going through all of the f1 liveries all 10 car launches have now been done we know what the 2024 contenders are going to look like for each of the teams so we're just going to have a bit of a run through the liveries and a bit of technical chat about some of the cars and what might have changed on them I'm going to start off with my least favorite livery to my very favorite livery, but let's be honest, guys. There is a lot of carbon fiber on the cars this year. There's a lot of exposed carbon fiber, a lot of black, and so, yeah, some of the cars start looking the same, and the grid is not going to really look as vibrant as it usually does. That being said, though, let's just get into it. Let's go through what my livery rankings are for this year. Also, yeah, still not feeling 100% in myself. Better than I was last week, but I still got a bit of a stuffy nose, so apologies once again. Coming in at number 10, my least favourite livery, and this only scored a 3 out of 10, and it was... Alpine. I've just got disappointment in big capital letters on my livery reveal notes for this car because I was. I was so, so disappointed. And I've got to be honest, part of that is because, yes, Alpine were teasing us in the run-up to their launch about a pink camo livery. They'd showed it on the nose of the car, on the front wing of the car, and I got really excited because even if we didn't get the camo, even if it wasn't a fully pink car, I thought, okay, we're going to get some really nice accents of pink on the Alpine car this year and I was hyped for it. I absolutely loved when we had the bright pink BWT Alpine car last year when it was racing out I think in Bahrain and Saudi. They were absolutely stunning cars, really beautiful, really stood out on the grid as well and I thought great Alpine have listened to what the people want and they realised that we want more pink on the grid. Nothing could have prepared me for the amount of disappointment that I had in seeing the Alpine car when it was revealed. I was not excited about the livery at all. And the worst thing was, okay, yeah, it wasn't pink, but there was barely any blue on it. This has a lot, a lot of carbon fiber exposed on the car. And I'm just having a look at the car now again. And yeah, there's just that strip of black on the nose. A lot of the front wing is black by the BWT sponsorship that's on there. A lot of the bodywork is in black. You've got the BWT pink and the logo on the side pods, the BWT sign on the rear wing. But bar where they have had to put sponsorships on the car, it feels like they've tried to go for as much black as they can. So they have ended up at the bottom of the table. And part of that is also because they have revealed their special BWT livery that once again will be driven during Bahrain and Saudi. But I can't lie, I had to look really hard to be able to tell the difference between those two cars, between the blue of the Alpine and the pink of the BWT sponsorship because there's not much colour on the car anyway. Majorly disappointed on this one, guys. I can't lie to you. So yeah, 3 out of 10. They are number 10 on my list. It is my least favourite livery. I think there's just no personality on there, even with the BWT special livery. And I think that's what bugs me is that there's no special personality or anything coming out of the car, even with their special livery. So yeah, bottom of the pile. Looking at the technical aspects of the Alpine though, even though I've put them in last place, it is a brand new car and all the cars are brand new, but I mean they have changed a lot on the Alpine this year and we are going to hope, fingers crossed, that this makes them more competitive. Visually it does look quite different, we've got some different geometries going on, we've got a side pod cooling layout that has changed on this car and in terms of things that we can't see, we're looking at sort of weight reduction on the chassis, which is always good, you want the car as light as possible 
possible, which is part of the reason why so many teams are scraping paint off the car, but you're not going to get as much gain from that as, yes, something like reducing your chassis weight is great. And they are also looking to try and get better tyre performance in the RP. And so what they're trying to do is manage the temperature of the brakes better, which should in turn help them manage their tyre temperatures. So yeah, their technical director has said the chassis has been completely redesigned. The rear suspension is new. The front suspension has now been optimised. There's a lot of changes on this car. So fingers crossed that this will end up being a much more competitive car for Alpine, but because we're just judging Lux today, it is at the bottom of the pile. You are 10th out of all 10 groups, guys. Now, I know people are not going to agree with me when I come to number 9, because with a 4 out of 10 is the Stake F1 team. Now, I knew that we were going to get a black and sort of neon green car. That's the colours of Stake, and they'd been teasing it for a while. And so I was completely prepared for that. That wasn't the problem. I just do not like the way the livery with Stake is actually on the car. I don't like the way it looks. The colours I have no issue with. I like the fact we've got the bright neon green that you will really be able to tell apart from the different cars on the grid. But it just doesn't work for me and I can't pinpoint it. It doesn't look cohesive to me on the car. And I know I am going to be complaining about the carbon fibre and the amount of black on the grid. However, I did think Stake were going to go for a black car with green accents. And that's not the case. It's almost like this patchwork of black and green. And I think they would have either preferred black with the green accents or a green car with black accents and instead it just seems really choppy and sort of patchwork with the colours. Don't get me wrong though, yes, this is definitely, definitely a car that will stand out on the grid. I saw someone compare it to a Ben 10 car, which made me laugh. It, Yeah, I don't know. I think that's part of the problem. It almost doesn't feel like a real livery to me. I think that's the issue. And then when you add that in with the race suits, which I really am not a fan of, if I'm honest, it doesn't feel like a real team at the moment. I think the best way for me to explain why I don't like the steak livery is that I don't think it has the sort of refined finesse that some of the other liveries do because it's just chunks of black and green. So that's why they've come in at number nine. Like I mentioned, yeah, not a fan of the race suits either. I really don't like the black with the green fluorescent arms kind of like a highlighter not a big fan and also can we just talk about this launch because this is one that i watched and yeah this was very in your face and it just feels like a lot of effort for a team that is not going to be on the grid in two years time because audi will be taking over they feel like they were the team that put in the most amount of effort looking at the technical aspects of the stake f1 team's car well yes they're still taking parts from ferrari in terms of their engine and their gearbox so that stays the same they've opted to change to a pull rod front suspension they've kept their rear suspension the exact same but I think with Sauber, I might be expecting more of a change in the middle of the season when we start seeing the big upgrade packages come in because James Key, who is now their new technical director, only joined in August of 2023 after he finished gardening leave. Not a lot of time to really properly get stuck in and change things for the 2024 car right at the start of the season, but I'm expecting maybe to see more of his influence on things 
during the middle of the season and as we get some of those stick F1 upgrades coming in. Looking at number eight, and this is Haas. Haas got a five out of 10 for me for their livery and kind of just neutral on Haas. It's just there. But it is quite different to what we had in 2023. Once again, there's a lot more black on this car, a lot more carbon fiber on there. That American flag is very loud and proud on the nose of the car. We can tell they are an American team. I can't lie, I do sometimes forget that they are an American team. I think it's mainly because they have a lot of their work either done in the UK or in Maranello in conjunction with the Ferrari. But they are a very proud American team, so they've got that flag on there. It is a big difference in terms of, yes, you put a lot more black on there. But like I mentioned, I just feel quite neutral on this car. I don't feel one way or the other about it. Looking at the technical aspects of this car, though, we've already had Ayo Komatsu, the new team principal at Haas, say that they're going to be starting off on the back foot. They put a lot of their development at the end of the year into that big Austin upgrade, you know, the one that didn't really work out for them all too well. So a lot of their resources went into that upgrade and not necessarily into what they now want to work on because that upgrade wasn't really doing what they wanted it to do. So they have basically done an evolution on what they had in Austin last year, even though it didn't work. And there's only so much you can change because Austin was very late on in the season as well. So once again, I think like stake if this sort of evolution of the VF23 doesn't work, I think we'll be seeing big changes towards the middle of the season instead. However, it might work and this might be an evolution that unlocks a lot of pace for them. So I think the main thing with the VF24 is the fact that they have changed the shape of the side pods. The front of the side pods are a lot more shaped, a lot more sculpted now. And basically there should now be a great separation between the airflow on the radiator inlets and the floor edges. That should create a stronger vortex and in turn what everyone wants is then that increase in downforce. That is what they're hoping will now happen with these new newly shaped side pods. Similar changes to what McLaren did when they had that massive boost up the feel, that sort of shape on the side pods where in Austria they seem to get a lot more pace and that's not just down to the side pods obviously but it is one of the changes that McLaren did make. AlphaTauri also made those sort of changes, Alpine made those sort of changes and this all stems from what Red Bull had done in the first place. So it seems like teams are slowly gearing towards what Red Bull have done if they hadn't already been doing that. Once again, though, like Stake, they are taking the Ferrari engine, the Ferrari gearbox, and I think it's also the Ferrari suspension. So all those bits are coming from Ferrari with the bodywork and everything. They seem to be drawing away from Ferrari and the sort of bulkier side pods that Ferrari were doing that when you looked at the Haas at one point, it looked very, very similar to Ferrari. They seem to have pulled away from that philosophy sort of going more towards Red Bull. Number seven is Red Bull. I gave them a six out of ten, much like Haas, right? I just feel very neutral on it because Red Bull don't really change their livery and that's absolutely fine. I think the thing with the liveries in general, you aren't ever really expecting a whole amount of change, or at least for me, I'm not expecting a mass amount of change because you need to know what a team looks like. There's got to be a uniform look to a team and you've got to know what they look like when they hit the grid. Red Bull itself is a drinks company, an energy drinks company. And so you really need to know when you're looking on the grid, which one is the Red Bull. And they've got a very specific look. Their company has a very specific look. So I'm never expecting a massive amount of change from them. They just really don't change much at all. And it works. It's fine. But yeah, I gave them a point more than Haas, even though I feel neutral about them like I do Haas. 
because it's not carbon fiber at least the car is navy at least there's some color on there now technically when we look at this red bull i think it's the rb20 that they're calling this one i was not expecting a mass amount of change in the shape of the car either because we have heard that the rb20 is meant to be an evolution of the rb19 instead of a revolution so i wasn't expecting a whole load of change not visibly at least i thought if there will be change it'll be the chassis it's the underside of the car it's going to be the things that we can't really see however there are some very aggressive design features going on on the rb20 and when i think about it yes that does make sense because adrian newey and his team at red bull know that teams are starting to catch up with them slowly and we saw it with mclaren last year we saw it with Kind of with Ferrari a little bit, a little bit with Aston Martin, maybe not so much Mercedes. However, we saw teams that are slowly, slowly catching up with them. And it may not be every single race in the season. But what's happening is that it's the odd race here and there, and that's not going to make Red Bull feel comfortable. So it makes sense that Adrian Newey is obviously trying to find ways to unlock more speed and more power with these regulations, and that might mean aggressive changes. The inlets are looking a little bit more different. A lot of people are comparing them to what Mercedes had, especially when the regulations first came out. However, Red Bull aren't really trying to go with the no pods vibe. They're not trying to take away their side pods, but some of the shapes are a little bit similar. We've got radiator areas that are moving a little bit lower on the car, and things like that do change the overall layout of it it's not just going to be what we can see but also inside the actual car that will change the layout and where things are being put the side pods on that red bull as well seem to have even more of like a dramatic undercut than what we have seen on previous red bulls so that's quite a big difference all of this in the hopes that they can still be as dominant as they were in 2023 and 2022 we will wait and see if it happens i will be very shocked if it doesn't work if i'm honest with you i don't think these were changes no f1 team makes changes lightly but i don't think these were necessarily big changes that adrian newey would have wanted to make if he didn't think that like he was 95 percent sure that they were gonna work let's be honest here so those are the changes with the red bull a little bit more dramatic than what i think a lot of us were expecting i thought they'd keep with fairly the same philosophy on their car which don't get me wrong by and large they have however couple more changes than i think what some of us were expecting but yeah they are ranking a six out of ten and have ended up on my list in seventh place now number six is another ranking that i think some people will have a problem with and that is because in sixth place comes mclaren i gave mclaren a six and a half out of ten this livery is really similar to what their stealth mode livery was in 2023 and i can't lie to you guys i wasn't a massive fan of it in 2023 and i'm not a massive fan of it now once again with mclaren i love the fact that it was this bright orange papaya car you could see it from a mile off you knew it was a mclaren and they have added so much carbon livery and carbon fiber sorry to the car yes we still have the papaya on the car i don't think they were ever going to fully move away from that because it's what mclaren are known for now however i am gutted that so much of the car is carbon fiber and i want more of it to be in that gorgeous orange papaya color the race suits for me as well not a fan was not a huge fan of them sorry i didn't like them when the photos got released with oscar and i know some people were starting to like them when they saw the photos of lando in it 
Still don't like them, guys. Still think they're a little bit weird. I don't like the weird diagonal cut on them. Not for me, but there we go. They also have some of the chrome history coming back into the car with the numbers in that chrome, but for me, it feels a little bit out of place. I think I would have preferred just having the papaya car and then if you were going to do the chrome numbers far enough, but I think the black, the papaya and the chrome it's too much for me, I think. Even though, you know, the numbers aren't massive on the car, it's just not for me. But what is going on technically with the McLaren car, what have people managed to sort of understand from the photos that have been released? Because the McLaren last year was a car that was insanely strong when it came in with those Austria upgrades. It was a car that looked like it would be able to compete for podiums, poles, race wins. It was just missing a little something. It just didn't have that extra mile to really catch up with Max Verstappen. Side pods have changed on the McLaren. They seem to be following something that Mercedes did in 2022 with the upper side impact bar now being exposed. And like with all of the cars, side pods changing means that there should be better airflow, create those vortexes, get better downforce, which should make those cars better on track. Andrea Stella seems really positive about the McLaren from what he's seen in the wind tunnel and the hope is obviously what happens in the wind tunnel will then transfer onto the track in Bahrain. We will wait and see but yeah fingers crossed for McLaren fans that we will start seeing a title fight between McLaren and Red Bull. They just seem to be the team that were closest to it last year so we'll see what happens. In terms of livery though yeah not my favourite did not make my top five. But coming in at number five is the newly branded team Visa Cash App RB or VCarb or Racing Pearls, AlphaTauri, Toro Rosso, whatever you want to call them right now. That's who's come in at number five. They ended up scoring a seven out of ten for me. I really liked this livery. It echoed of Toro Rosso. It wasn't carbon fiber, which is always very nice to see. The race suits, I want to get this out of the way. Now, the race suits I'm not a fan of because front on, it looks like they're wearing a backpack because you've got those blue stripes around the shoulders and going down the arms. So not a fan of the race suits too much. However, the car itself, I do like. There's this white strip in the middle of the car, though, where the Visa logo has had to go because the Visa logo is navy and most of the car is navy. That I'm not a fan of, but I do understand that you needed that Visa logo to stand out, especially when they are your title sponsor. The reason, though, that I didn't end up scoring the V-Carb livery higher is just because of the sheer amount of sponsors on the car. It was insane. It is littered and littered with sponsors. Now, I know that there's nothing they can do about that. The team needs the sponsors. The money is good for the team. It helps with their development and everything, and therefore they have to have those stickers on the car. However, I feel like it just ruined the car a little bit. So that's why they scored a little bit lower than what they would have. I know it might be unfair to them because they can't help it, but yeah, 7 out of 10, just the sheer amount of sponsors is insane. Also, was anyone else slightly disappointed with their livery launch because I was super excited they were meant to be launching out in Vegas which they did not meant to they actually did launch it out in Las Vegas but my misunderstanding I guess I thought that they were going to live stream it like a lot of teams do or at least post a video of it later but no we just got given bits and pieces on social media which was a little disappointing I don't think I was the only one I think there were a couple of people that thought we were going to get a live stream of some sort Technically, though, this car is now called the V-Carb 01, which makes sense. It was the AT04 or 01 
when they were alpha tarry, so they're going for VCARB01 to take all the initials from the name. The team has said that this will be 90% of what will appear at Bahrain testing, so we are expecting some changes from this car and this team before we hit the track, just for Bahrain testing. So there will be some changes. The F1 website thinks it's going to be the side pods and floor edges that will probably look a little bit different to what they showed in Vegas, which would make sense, especially the side pods there. The most eye-catching part of the car at the moment, they're the parts that most people's eyes are drawn to because a lot of the time they are quite big coming out of the car. So yeah, would expect that to be the case. Suspension is being taken from Red Bull and we know that both Red Bull and VCAB want that closer working relationship as much as is allowed from the regulations. So they want to share as much information as they are legally allowed to do. Because of that, I am expecting VCAB to be stronger as a team, not the way that AlphaTauri were at the beginning of last season. They were really struggling, couldn't consistently get into the points, couldn't really get into the points at all. So I'm expecting a stronger car from them this year. Now, previously AlphaTauri had designed its own front suspension, took the rear suspension from Red Bull. This year, they're taking front and rear suspension from Red Bull. So then not making either of their suspensions. Side pods are similar to what was on the AlphaTauri last year, which is why I think F1 are expecting AlphaTauri or VCAB, sorry, to change that when we get to preseason testing. So we will wait and see with that. Like I said, though, I'm expecting a more competitive car. Very glad that this car is not covered in carbon fiber. It's nice to have that nod back to the Toro Rosso dates. It's a really nice livery. I just wish there weren't as many sponsors on there. Coming in at number four is Williams. This was one of my favorite liveries. I scored it an eight out of 10. I really, really liked it. The Williams blue is beautiful anyway, but I love the nods to the past and going back to history with some of that navy blue on the car. So you've got this sort of feeling of they're having a nod to their past, their history, what has made them Williams, but also looking ahead to the future with that newer, brighter blue that they've got on the car as well. There are new sponsors on this car, not as many as VCAB, but always positive to see that Williams are attracting sponsors. It means more money getting into the team, so hopefully we see improvements. So, so glad, more than anything, that we kept that beautiful Duracell sponsorship placement on the Williams. I would have been absolutely gutted if they had moved that Duracell sponsor. It wouldn't have made sense anywhere else on the car. I would have rioted. I would have written to James Vowles and asked, what are you doing? Why are you moving? It's just such a smartly placed sponsorship. So really glad they kept that where it is. But yeah, really liked their car. Really liked the color on it. Wasn't my favorite, but it is one of my favorites. I tell you what, I've got technical information for nine of the teams on the F1 website, but I can't find anything for Williams, which is a little bit strange now whether that's because we couldn't get a good look at the car or it was a show car potentially but yes i haven't got any technical information on them not a whole load we know once again yes it'll be the mercedes engine but yeah very curious as to what they're going to be doing on that car and what it's going to be like on track because it was a car that was getting stronger at the end of 2023 and actually throughout the whole of 2023 it was getting stronger coming in at number three though and that is aston martin i mean come on guys i know it didn't change much but the aston martin green is just beautiful They've kind of moved away from the British racing green a little bit, I think. The blue undertone on the car has come out, but I still absolutely love it. Green is my favourite colour and especially like a dark green, so I might be a little bit biased, but I absolutely love it. I just don't think you can really mess up a solid coloured livery. 
and Aston Martin didn't. It looks wonderful. Eight and a half out of ten for them. I absolutely love it. Thank you, Aston Martin. Technically, with Aston Martin, it doesn't look like they've changed a whole load with their car. And I didn't think they were going to because Aston Martin got a little bit lost and everything seemed a little bit muddied in the middle of 2023. They started adding things to the car all the upgrades that they wanted to put on there but it just didn't seem to work out for them we could see that they were actually slowing down they were falling behind the field and then sort of towards the end of the year they seemed to have found the development direction that they needed to go in found out what was wrong with it and really figured out what they needed to do with the car and because that was later on in the year i didn't think there was going to be a whole load they would want to change on that amr right now dan Vallas has said though there's a lot of stuff under the hood that we don't see and i think that's where they've made the changes not necessarily what we're seeing on the outside number two then is mercedes scoring a nine out of ten now i had spoken to one of my friends about the mercedes livery and i'd said to them Look, I honestly think that we are going to get a black and a silver livery from Mercedes. We know that they've kind of flip-flopped between the silver and the black over the past year or two. And I thought, yeah, I feel like they're just going to combine both of them. They're going to want the silver and the black on the car. And lo and behold, we have silver and black on the car. Now, it wasn't in the way I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to have more of a fade of silver to black on the car so it looked a little bit more cohesive however that's not the case and that is why they are not the first one on my list if i'm completely honest because it is a little bit jarring so we've got the front nose of the car which is in silver the side parts are black and i quite like that because front on when they're lining up on the grid when they're seeing those front on shots of all of the cars coming off of their places into that first quarter You'll be able to tell it's the Mercedes car because it's in silver. Looking into the future with Mercedes and their livery, I can't figure out whether they're going to stay with something like the silver and black, whether they're going to go back to just being silver or just being black. But I think especially for Lewis Hamilton's last year with the team, to have the silver and black on the car is really nice because he's had both. He's been driving in a silver car and a black car with Mercedes and it's nice to kind of honour both parts of their history there. Changes on the Mercedes with the W15 and we know that they're a team that said there is going to be a lot of change on the car and we have seen a lot of change on their car. Side pod shape has changed. We've got push rod suspension for the rear suspension compared to a pull rod suspension that they had before. Toto Wolf has said that they are moving that cockpit further back. Lewis Hamilton did not like what it was last year. He felt it was too far forward. So they have listened to him and moved that back a little bit. Moving that is going to mean that there are configuration changes in general underneath the hood. So we are going to see some changes there. The front wing, however, is I think what has caught a lot of people's attention. There are some changes there and ones that we weren't necessarily expecting. There seems to be more of a swooping effect on the inside bit of that front wing now and I have already seen there being debates online about whether or not this is going to be legal or whether this is just a grey area in the rules and regulations. I'm sure it's not going to take us long to find out and I mean we are probably going to end up finding out about that during testing because some teams i know will not let this rest one of the big things that we heard from mercedes during the pre-seasons all winter break and what we're not going to be able to see is the way that they're really encasing their gearbox that was something they said they had made a lot of change to and the floor works so the chassis and the underneath and the floor that we are expecting there to be a lot a lot of change there but we just can't see it and finally, my absolute favourite livery of the season is, yes, Ferrari. Nine and a half out of ten. 
how can you go wrong with the iconic red car? You just can't. Look, I absolutely love the Ferrari. I love it every year. You can't go wrong with the Ferrari red on that car, even when they change the shade a little bit, even when it's a little bit lighter or a little bit darker. It's just so iconic. And maybe there is a lot of bias here, but I can't help it. The white and yellow stripes on the car just works so well. I love the look of it on the races as well. However, can't lie, I did have to knock off half a point here. It's not a 10 out of 10. And it's not a 10 out of 10 because of a rumour that I heard. I had seen and heard rumours that what is normally black on the Ferrari car was going to go to white. And I got so excited for that. I thought it was going to look really good against the red. We didn't necessarily get that. So yeah, I'm kind of harsh and knocking off half a point just because something that was a rumour didn't really happen. But I think it would have looked really, really good with it. Overall, though, absolutely adore it. What I don't adore, though are the fireproofs for the team this year. I really don't like them. It almost looks like they're stitched on, like the numbers in the back of them. I don't know. I'm not a fan. The actual race suits though and the car, absolutely love it. Technically, looking at Ferrari, we are going on about a 95% new car. The team have said that they are really moving away from what they've had in the previous two years and just going with a really brand new concept for the team, thus the 95% new car. And more than anything, you can tell that these bathtub side pods that Ferrari were known for since the new regulations came in have gone. They're now following this undercut side pod that Red Bull started off and that we're seeing with a lot more of the teams now. So they are moving away from the bathtubs into more of that swooping undercut. Now that is definitely, definitely going to have an effect on car cooling, on the way that we're sending air in and around the car. So it is going to make quite a big difference. They have kept their suspension the way that it is. Some teams have obviously changed from push to pull rod and pull to push rod. Ferrari are keeping with what they had. The thing is, there are changes on this car. There are things that are the same with the previous car. There are things that Ferrari obviously think we're working and will work with this new concept that they haven't wanted to change if they don't need to we might see later on in the season those things are changing if they find they aren't necessarily working with this concept but yeah we are seeing a different style of ferrari i think it is that 95 percent new card they're going on about however we'll just have to see if the things that they've kept the same are working with what they have changed and those are my livery rankings this year with some technical bits and bobs thrown in there as well ferrari came out on top i absolutely love the red car every year but this year i think with the amount of carbon fiber that we've seen it stood out even more because it's not got exposed carbon fiber on every other bit of the car now the last thing i do want to touch on before i close off this episode is the fact that yeah i have seen people talk about it online and this year the car launches didn't give the same energy as they have had previously they felt a little bit more subdued a little bit quieter bar steak and probably alpha tower or v carb which really really went for it right honestly i think the next time we get really big livery reveals is going to end up being in 2026 when the new engine regulations come in because that is going to change the way that these cars look and function so that being said it is gutting that we didn't get these massive livery reveals this year but i'm not really expecting anything until 2026 if that i don't know livery reveals don't hit the same way as they used to but it is what it is i didn't really watch many of them this year i don't thing and the ones i did watch yeah i wasn't a massive fan mercedes ones seemed really just 
really, really subdued, really awkward and subdued, which, yeah. And then when you look at Ferrari and the way they had gone all out for their livery reveal last year, this year was very, very different. They really took a step back. So, yeah, that's my take on livery reveals. I don't think we're going to be getting super exciting big ones again until 2026 when the new engine mags come in. I might be wrong. But yes, that is everything on my livery reveals. Testing is only a couple of days away and I am so, so excited and the benefits of working from home mean that I can have it on in the background. Next week's episode, I will be doing a rundown of everything that we've learned from testing, all the stats that we've got from it and where these teams really are because we're still not going to know 100%. Let's put it out there, right? Testing is great, but it doesn't necessarily mean we've got the best picture of how all the cars are doing. We're not really going to see a lot of them in full power or at least the ones that are more towards the front of the field. Regardless of that, though, it's going to be a amazing to have f1 carts back on track i am so so excited so tune in next tuesday at 9 a.m if you are ready to hear everything about testing before we get into the actual f1 2024 season thank you guys so so much for watching and make sure you follow me on instagram at tiktok at stewards underscore office where i post a load of f1 content and i'll see you guys the next time you're summoned to the stewards office